Welcome to Saturday Morning Chats, hosted by author, life coach, and mystic, Tanya Lampley, where you will hear inspiring views, hot topics, and a bevy of information intended to help you make your life over. Okay, guys, I'm back. Um, I'm going to throw up a bonus episode. Um, My partner and I were talking about the recent events and um, Trump and, you know, what makes a cult. And we just kind of started stirring in a cauldron of thoughts around all of that. Um, My heart is still heavy and I'm still a little bit in shock um, about what happened and how it got that far. Um, completely stunned and astounded that this is America right now. So hopefully brighter days are ahead for all of us. Um, now that we've seen the light, now that change is coming, and um, I just encourage everyone, just try to keep the faith and hold your head up and focus on how glorious um, your life is going to be after this particular challenge that we all are facing. Allow it to grow you in ways that you haven't grown before. Um, allow it to help you draw new conclusions about life and the fragility of it all and um, how at any second things can change. And so you have to kind of live for the moment and um, don't put off being your best or doing the work that you've been called to do any longer um, because we just don't know what the future holds. So I'm going to go ahead and post this. I was going to wait But um, being that it is a time-sensitive topic, I'm going to go ahead and post another podcast today. So thanks for listening, and I love and enjoy you all so much. Bye-bye. So in lieu of the events that transpired um, over the past couple of days with President Trump and his insurrection. Um, some people say it was an a call for a coup. I honestly don't think that, but I'm curious to get your feedback on the subject matter. Um, I think that he was standing there watching that and feeling and getting the biggest ego stroke ever. And it just went horribly wrong. I can't say that with any level of certainty because he has kind of demonstrated to us that he is a person that is lacking in moral character for sure. Um, But I just thought surely to God he didn't think that he was going to get those followers trying to be nice here I don't want to say you know names but his followers to overthrow the government surely he wasn't thinking that um in my mind I just keep thinking he's not that crazy is he I don't know if he's I don't know if he's crazy or not but he's smart I mean I think we can say that he's smart and this feels like the meeting of girls gone wild with Einstein. I mean, I think I don't think he whether he did it purposely or not, it feels like it was it feels like it, it was not staged, but it was something that he kind of hoped would happen. You can hear it in his voice when he first talks about how they're they're gonna walk down, they're gonna go down to the Capitol building, which in and of itself was a bad move. That that that, that, that starts the but then there's this part of me and I think a lot of people that think he's become unhinged. Sure. All of his actions in the past, especially the past month since the election or month and a half or whatever the case may be, <laughs> seem to seem to display someone who has become completely unhinged. And even before the election was 
tabulated and and shown that Biden won the election even before all that happened. And I don't think there's any dispute about that as far as we can see. It felt like no it, legal dispute. No legal dispute. No yeah. legal dispute. Well, fifty or so cases that have all been slammed down tends to say legally there's no grounds to stand on. Right. And I think most people believe that. But you could kind of see some of his actions going that way even before the election. It was, it was almost as if he was setting this up when he talked about the election's going to be rigged, the election's going to be rigged. Yeah. But it's it's interesting that it's not rigged in the states that he won. Those states seem yeah. to be okay to him. Yeah. But, but getting back to what happened a few days ago, it's it's a... It's, it's obviously a stain on the American public, on our history, and I think it's a stain almost to the level, without the deaths, of 9-11. And that may seem harsh, because a lot of people died in 9-11, and, and you know, that's, it was a horrid action, and it was sad, and, yeah. and it brought tears to my eyes the day that it happened. I remember it happening. The difference with this, though, is that this is our people. This is this is almost, it isn't even almost, this is terrorism within our own country. It's like per a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Per perpetrated by what we want to call citizens of the United States. That's that's that to me that makes it in some ways worse than 9-11 because the we are supposed to, our founding fathers said we are supposed to be indivisible under God in this nation, in this nation. We all are part of this big family of people that are supposed to drive this nation forward and make it great. And that was the total opposite of what happened that day, that night. Yeah. And, and, and I think about, you know, and I've seen the tweets and I've seen what the other foreign leaders have said. You know, America has been known as, you know, kind the of... Power. The leader. The leader. The, the world leader. World leader. We yeah. have been the example and the model for, you know, every other government to follow. And I just think so. Now what happens when, you know, you've been the example of the best and the brightest in the world. Yeah. The best policies, the best democracy, the best everything. And now the United States for the past several years, especially under this particular presidency, I mean, we've contributed nothing to the world stage. I'm looking at these other countries, yeah. they're making advances in technology, in medical research. I just saw where Africa has come up with an innovative way to uh, plant trees. Sure. We haven't done anything. Yeah. Well, it you have said this to me several times in the past few years about how it feels like we are reverting to a third world nation. And I kind of pushed back because I didn't feel like we were there yet. But when you saw what happened in the, the capital of our country a few days ago, that, that, that was the picture of a third world nation at Gone, gone crazy, and and I, now I'm, I'm I hope we're not leaning so far that way that we can't reel it back. We have a new administration, whether people some people want to accept it or not. The new administration will be will take over on January twentieth, and with the new administration and the new leaning and the new majority of the House and the Senate. Because even though, and I don't know that a lot of people understand this, even though the Senate was tied 50 to 50 now on senators, the vice president gets the, gets the vote that Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, okay. so if there's a tie in the Senate, now Kamala gets the, gets the, so it's really a majority for the Senate and the House. <clears throat> and what that means for me is I, political affiliations, regardless, I don't, I don't really care about that. What I care about is whether we have leadership mm. that can lead us out of this this hole of uh, dysfunction is important economically, not just politically, economically, and just on a pure humanistic basis. 
hopefully Joe Biden and his administration can lead us out of this jungle that we're in right now. And I, I think that's going to take not just Joe Biden and his administration, but the ironic part is it's going to take a lot of those people that were attacking a few days ago. It's going to take a lot of those people to come to grips with, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It yeah. doesn't work that way. So. Like your Senator Cruz is and right. some of those other people right. that have really kind of um, stood with the president and validated um, some of this mess. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, even though I never thought it would get this far, my mind is thinking that they had to know what they were doing and that this just wasn't going to be the best yeah. for the nation. Yeah. Right? Do you yeah. think they knew that on some level? I think they're most of those people that are elected officials are fairly bright. So yeah. I think they had to have an inkling of it. But it feels like there was an element of party affiliation. I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep my position. And it also feels like there was an element of fear. I mean, Trump strikes, yeah. Trump seems to strike fear on people. And he's got, you and I have talked about it, he's got this cult leadership like yes. charisma. And you've, you've, you've talked about that in the past that tends to make people act in ways that, that they may not have normally acted. So I think that's part of the problem. And it's a dangerous thing. And I'll, I'll, um, say this again I've already said it to you um, but I'll say it for people that are listening every now and again a personality emerges that has the charismatic power to generate a following and literally subvert their um, will and um, we've seen them on a smaller scale. We've seen it around the world with certain dictators. Um, they ruled by power, some of them, um, and just brute force, but they also ruled because they had a loyal following that protected them and kept them in power. Yeah. And so um, I had tweeted out the other day and I just listed you know, the names of some of those people that had that power. Charles Manson got them young girls to murder people. Sure. Um, they were under his spell. Yeah. There was the guy that was, um, I think the, this was in the 80s, early 90s in California, that um, in that mansion in California, yeah. where the, when they, uh, the cops busted in that mansion. It, it's thing. not Koresh, but Koresh is one too. His name nah. was Applewhite. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember yeah. his first name, but remember he had those piercing, crazy blue eyes? Yeah, I do remember that. And yeah. when they, uh, and you know, this is something you don't see. There was some, well, there were black people with Jim Jones too. There were. But yeah. you typically don't see African Americans participating in mess like that. No, because there's fear. There's <laughs> and Applewhite, some of those people in yeah. there were black and I, yeah. I don't remember how they committed mass suicide yeah. but they did Koresh was one yeah there's something about every now and again well you bring up a good point that uh, they are uber charismatic and they have that certain but they're also typically there's also something physically appealing about them mm -hmm. so Charles Manson, when you, when you think about Charles Manson, he was kind of crazy looking, but most people thought he was Jesus looking. So he yeah. had that. Donald Trump is an imposing figure, and when he was younger, I think women thought he was an attractive guy. Right. Uh, oh, I'm sure that probably comes into play. Be between that and the charisma, people are tend to be mesmerized and literally kind of lose their, maybe lose their it's, mind. Maybe is it handsome plus power? But handsome some of those dictators power. didn't really fit that no, role, no, like no. Khomeini and them, didn't they? No, they Ayatollah. didn't. Ayatollah. When you think of the guys like that, they were, until Trump maybe, they were almost had this evil spell. They were so evil, I think that encapsulated people in a way that they couldn't, that they controlled them that way versus their charisma. I think yeah. that was more of that than and we need to figure out, as a society, how does this happen? Like, when you look at Trump, all the signs were there that this was building, building, yeah. building. And this is what happens in, I was saying, it's almost like a woman in a bad relationship or with a man that's cheating or with a man that uh, is getting ready to start 
whooping her behind. Sure. They never start out like that. Right. But when you get in the situation and you're getting your brains beat out, when you look back, it was there from day one. Yeah. He isolated you from your family, yeah. or maybe there was a little bit of a scuffle. He killed your dog. Remember, remember yeah. the scene when Lorenz Tate yeah. had the three wives. What was that movie called? That was a good movie. But anyway, he threw her dog out. He, out he threatened to throw her dog. Oh, and I had a friend to tell me that she was dating a man that choked her cat, but she stayed with him after yeah. the cat was choked. Now, that's something And he different. ended up being crazy. Well, he was crazy when choke the cat. That, that, that's, but that's, that's the thing. And that's that's how we were with Trump. We were like that woman that's just like, yeah. girl, you, know what's interesting you don't too. see it. Yeah, you know what's interesting too? It it has, in an odd way, it has an element of like a positive to it. When you can, it, it's positive going, wow, but when you can get people to follow you sure. for whatever reason, sure. you have an element of leadership. You, you really do no have doubt. an element of leadership that you can use for good. And what happened, what appears to happen is it's something that go, that goes wrong with this type of leadership. It's not really even leadership. It's casting a spell on these people and you're taking advantage of it. And the thing that we need to be better, better about in society is seeing these guys. Mm -hmm. I know we're kind of getting a little bit off subject, but... We need to be better as, as a society about seeing these guys at the beginning stages. Yeah. And I don't even know how we would do this, but we need to start preventing them from amassing the level of power that they amass. And I'll give you another example, not as um, egregious as President Trump, wannabe dictator, um, or some dictators around the world that we've seen commit atrocities against their own people. But even um, people like a Steve Jobs, and yeah. I'm in no way saying that they were like this, but the personality is yeah. the same. You had those people sleeping outside 10 hours to get an iPhone, an iPhone ain't really all that. I'm an Android you, Android girl. You had an iPhone. It's nothing to be sleeping outside for 10 hours. That is something with those personalities. I was just getting ready to and go. And this, the, the, there are certain, not only do they as individuals have that personality, you have some people that are subject to falling yeah. for that kind of personality. There is nothing in that iPhone. That, 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 that should merit this mass hysteria. Yeah. And so Jobs was one. Another one is Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. You know, and nothing against him personally. I love that car. I think that car is fly. But something about that man is not all the way right. And if you go on Twitter and if you say anything against Elon Musk, they're just like those Trump supporters. Yeah. I mean, they will threaten murder over Elon Musk and we have to be careful he's amassing more and more power he just became the richest man in the world, the world yeah. um, and the man he passed had has some of those same qualities but not like Musk he, I don't think he has I don't think uh, Jeff Bezos has the type of following now he has a follow, but I don't think it's like Musk. It's or, not or like Trump. Musk, and, and, and you're right. There's something, There's something different that, about these guys. It's reason, not just rich. Yeah, and the re and that's what I was going to say. The reason I was mentioning that a lot of times you'll find that these these personalities either become rich and then do it, or get rich and then it reveals its, itself. A, a lot of times it's not always that way. Like Jim Jones and uh, Charles Manson of the world. I don't know that they were really that rich. I'm sure they had they some weren't. financial But they had the, the power, power though. They had the power. The power the power is the more there's no law against being rich. There's no, no, nothing No, 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 no. But the power when when it's gone un, unhinged. Unchecked. Is, the unchecked power unchecked. Un, that's yeah. that's when it becomes a problem. And you know what? Maybe and maybe maybe that's the piece that we need to monitor. Well we need to monitor it even on a small scale because these people have caused people to commit mass murder. Um, it happens, but I think that the more money they get, the more power, the more people they reach. Because this thing with Trump is like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, I think that those people, a lot of them could be capable of 
some sort of mass suicide if he would have triggered that, if he would have said the government is coming, they're going to take our guns, they're going to this, that, and the other, drink the poison, blow your brains out. I do believe that he would have had a number of people to obey him. Yeah. What do you think it is? Because you you touched on the personality thing. What do you think it really is that caused all of those people to really, like, lose focus with reality, lose lose the reality of what they were doing. Sure. There's a CEO we talked about that went and, and did this and, 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 did, and was part of the insurrection. What do you think really happens, and this is just an opinion, obviously, what do you think happens in that moment where you get a person that seems to be normal, is running sure. a company, and it, the, the, the spectrum was wide. I'm just mentioning that. The as spectrum an was wide. Yeah. That what was happens? chilling. What do you think happened? You know, that's a good question. Let me chew on that for a second because I'll tell you what was interesting was that guy was a CEO. And I'm like, what was his wife? Like when I saw you packing your bag to get on a plane, mm-hmm. dude, are you serious? <laughs> like you're going to go to jail. <laughs> like where were his people? Yeah. And I just think what made him think that as a CEO of a com- company, Perhaps it was privilege, and he's thinking, See, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to kick down the door, and they're never going to arrest me. Or it could have been a situation where he never thought it was going to go that far, and once they got to a certain level, groupthink will always kick in, and then you become victim to groupthink. Yeah, privilege is, I think that's at the core of what happened the other day. And I think there's still an element and this is going to come full circle, but I think there's an element of racial inequity and racial impact that was rooting its ugly head there too. I, I still feel that a, a lot of the group that, and this isn't everybody, that follow Trump fear the fact that the nation and the world is changing. It's, it's, right. it's becoming, for lack of a word, colorless it's not black it's not white it's not asian there is there just is no color anymore sure. it's it's more and it leans more toward a tint of brown than it does yeah. anything and i think that i think there is a an underlying fear of a lot of those people thinking wow what do we do now instead of saying you know this is not an opportunity to grow as a as a world i think if they people fear what they don't know and that's i think right. that's what's happening Part of what's happening. And people just fear change. I mean, when yeah. you look at what Stacey Abrams just did in Georgia, she yeah. flipped that whole state. You know, they're not used yeah. to that as a, a black woman yeah. and a black woman that doesn't look like a, a President Obama or a Kamala right. Harris. Right. She looks like a she looks like yeah. a sister. Yeah. And they she's are dark not skin. she's, she's dark skin. skin. And she, yeah. 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 And so and good she, for her. Yeah. Good for her. She yeah. presents herself as an African a proud African-American woman. Unlike the rest of us, (laughs) me, not everyone, I have relaxed my hair and all of that, and she stands strong and proud in that. And I think that they're used to things looking and being a certain way. We we assimilated so much into their culture. Yeah. Even, even, Even how she looks and how she presents herself it's difficult for them to to grasp because she presents herself really well and she doesn't look like Barack Obama. Barack Obama, and you know I love Barack Obama, but he's fair complexed sure. and he he, he kind of lived out the part, the yeah. way the, the way Americans are used to the part looking. He, even sure. though he was black, he was fair complexed, he's right. well spoken. Right. He just looked the part. Whether they he looked like the one that they would allow in. He had assimilated. He had assimilated. He had assimilated. Whereas she, I'm sure this confuses them. This very bright, bright person speaking eloquently and leading in this way, but she's a dark-skinned female. What's right. what's going on here? Yeah. I think and that she has her that, natural hair. Test. She has her natural hair. Yeah. 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 And so I think it is jarring. Um, I think it is jarring for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it is. But you know what? But going back to your point about why this happens I'm going to chew on that for a second because I think there are a lot of factors one of those guys that guy that had that uh, Viking helmet on with that fur (laughs) complete nut he was married to a doctor 
He was a stay-at-home father of five, and he was married to a doctor. Well, there it is. He's a stay-at-home father those of five. Kids you know, those kids had driven him to the brink of madness. You know, man, man, so man are already quick to take care of one child, let alone five. You think he had just snapped, <laughs> snapped. in a sea of no, diapers in all and PTA <laughs> meetings? He's just like, I cannot take it. Totally went insane. Yeah, that's... How sexist of you to say that. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, There's some truth sometimes in stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but I think that a couple of things happened. I think originally I wanted to say it was a situation in America where people are just undereducated. Yeah. In that even though you went to school, mm-hmm. the school wasn't such that they taught people how to be thinkers. Sure. They taught people how to question things or use deductive reasoning or go through a process to come to a certain conclusion. The yeah. kind of if this then yeah. kind of a thing that just, you know, just like based in Hills, logic. Like Obama Hills would do. Yeah. Just based in logic. No, that's true. No, I mean, I'm not jokingly say that, but it's the truth. Walnut Hills yeah. is one of the best schools in the uh, nation. And you all, you've always talked about how they were, you guys could express yourself and by expressing yourself, you you question things. Yeah, Sometimes just, it wasn't enough to just give an answer. Yeah, and it's and it's you had to be able to explain it. That's, and that's if you right. couldn't explain it, then you were wrong. Well, and it's also uh, exposure. Yeah. Sometimes people live in their bubbles and they don't get exposed to what the world is and and what the nation is, and they live in this little bubble and they can't get outside. So they have a small small pattern of, of thinking. Whereas, take for instance, you or I, you or me, Mm -hmm. we both went to what I would call predominantly white schools, which which sounds on the surface like a negative, but it was actually a positive because we were exposed to different, different lifestyles and different views that we, in the neighborhoods that we grew up in, we didn't see. So it expanded our mind and, and in a lot of ways expanded our abilities to hope, expanded our abilities to think what could be. Sure. But, but in general, I think when you're exposed to more, you think more critically just in general. And I think a lot of this is a function of people not being exposed to enough that's different than what they're used to. That is true. And just even the school that, um, the schools that we went to, just the exposure to diversity that shaped us in different ways, but just being able to leave our environment Mm -hmm. that only knew life from a certain perspective or that only knew people of a particular race. And being in a school where now there are Asian children and there are white children and there are Latino children. And so a lot of these people that we're seeing, they're coming from areas where they only see people that look like them. And and the the flip side is true as well. So I uh, have a coworker and he is is, uh, white but he went to a predominantly African-American high school. And I can I can tell by having gone through that process and, and being in high school, being around African-Americans, his view of the world is not tainted by race because he's used to being around not only his family, and which is white, but the people he hooked, hung around with at work I'm sorry, at school for African-American. So he, he was in both cultures and he merged the two and he knows how to deal. And it served him well in dealing with It does, with people. it does. And you will find people that don't do that. Doesn't matter what your color is, I, whether you're black point, yeah. or white or Asian or Latino. If you are reared in an environment where it's only what you know, when you move beyond that, it can be scary. Sure. And um, a lot of people don't have the skills as an adult to adapt to that. Whereas, like you said, when we went to high school with predominantly people that didn't look like right. us, Pretty much, yeah. 
um, at a young age, I started that school in the seventh grade, you are able to get beyond that fear. Yeah. So when you go back to your community, whatever race you are, and they're saying negative things about people of other races, you have firsthand experience to refute that. You have a perspective. You have a perspective. So you may not say anything to your mother or your father, but in your heart, you know when you go to school that your friends are diverse and that the, the closed-minded views that they hold. Right, right. That's, um, why, that's why even the, this insurrection of sorts is not wholly a function of race. Because I've told you about the, the doctor that took me on a college visit when yeah. I was in high school, white doctor, had no, had no uh, reason to do it other than the fact that he saw an African-American kid with some potential. So he took a day out of his life to take me. So there are, to, to your point about taking perspectives back to our own neighborhoods, there's a prime example of how your your opinion can be jaded if you haven't dealt with a, a doctor like I dealt with who was not my race, but was looking out for my well-being. Sure. So I, I always take that back to my neighborhood and to people who are around me of color and say, you know, if you're thinking all people are this way, there's another part faction of those people that are this way. There's good and bad in all people. So that's the perspective that you can bring when you've gone to a high school of people that are not the same as you, that don't look the same as you. And it go, again, it goes both ways. That is true. So I'm just going through and I'm just trying to just chew on this. Like what happened? How did this MAGA cult get created and I think part of it we've talked about just no exposure to diversity yeah. so when you don't have exposure to diversity and the world is fastly becoming what you've never experienced yeah. female LGBTQ largely brown and the only thing you know is what you've seen as a child now you're an adult with a fear of this diversity which yeah. is unwarranted yeah. um, and when someone comes along and kind of um, reinforces your fear sure that you should be afraid of them that we need to build a wall and there is that an we need to put them in cages and there's an element of that. so I think that that was part of it that just the world you said it is changing rapidly and they just refuse to go with it. They're trying to stop something that they're never going to stop because their birth rates just aren't going to keep up with it. True. Um, we live in a vastly diverse society, and it is fastly becoming <laughs> even more diverse. I mean, it's futile to resist what you cannot change. But, yeah, and it is, but it's like we're saying, though, lack of, ex lack, lack of exposure breeds closure of your mind that that, that right. just that just is the way that it works if you don't expose yourself not only to other people other cultures open a book read a book i mean yeah. <laughs> i yeah. mean do something to open your mind and you'll find that everyone will find that there's more to it than this little little world that i live in and I, i'm just thankful that i was able to and you you too were were able to be in settings that allowed us to open our mind and it it developed how we think even to this day it sure does and so when i encounter people that um are in my community that are just as bigoted and racist towards other groups as any uh trump supporter yeah um it doesn't phase me at all because sure. I know what I believe and I know that that is rooted in their own fear yeah. and I know that is rooted in their own closed mindedness and their own inability to open up their heart and mind and to see and embrace something different. It really is just fear and it really is just um, an unwillingness to change or to grow. Yeah, fear, it, fear is a powerful emotion when not dealt with. Fear really is a powerful emotion. And, and that's what this is. Absolutely. That's what a lot so, of this So that's is. your roundabout uh, way to get into the answer. It really is rooted in fear. All of it is rooted in fear. But I will say it happens because no exposure. People are uneducated. We talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, they haven't been taught how to think and how to use logic. Right. Um, I think also that 
certain personality types are just some people are just followers. More susceptible. Yeah, some people are just followers, yeah. and um, that's always going to be. That's been in every society. Um, some psychologists can kind of speak to the area of the mind that allows that to happen. But I will say this: I think that what made Trump's followers so right was the issue of the changing world. R I G H T. Or are you, you mean to the right? You said what made them so right? Ripe. Ripe. Oh, I said yeah. right. R-I-P-E. Okay, I thought you said I was right. like, what? Okay, right. What did I say? <laughs> yeah. no. R-I-P-E. Okay. Um, you know, to be victims of this is that there's a part of the human psyche that wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Sure. And for a long time, that looked like religion. And, and I, it still does. Yeah, well, I was going to say, largely, though, we're starting to see that wane a little bit. It used to be everybody was in church on a Sunday, but now people are at the Target, people are at the Walmart. Like, all of that, you know, a couple decades ago, it just didn't exist. And so, when a void is created, it's got to be filled. filled. And so, there is that desire for... um, people to belong to something larger than themselves and that's what makes them pray to any kind of movement. It's the same thing with the gang. Same um, thing with the gang. Gang For, mentality. A fraternity, a, a fraternity. I mean all of, and, and it's not all negative. No. But there is a need negative. to belong. There and, is a need and, to belong. And I will say that there's a a level of need to belong in all of us. There there yes, there that's a something. base yeah that, that's a base need. Yeah. But that I think to your point that need is larger and greater in certain personality types. No doubt. I think that's what you're... No doubt. And I think that that void was there and all of a sudden he comes along. He's speaking to their fears. The world is changing. They're going to take everything away from you. You're going to be working for a woman in a minute. Or an LGBT. Or an LGBT. That's exactly right. Um, If we don't build a wall, (laughs) if we don't put them in cages, and he just kind of spoke to their fears, um, and they wanted to belong to something bigger than themselves. And I think for a long time, we were Americans. And I've said that this is a problem that we're going to have to deal with in that as we become more diverse, we are losing that sense of nationality and solidarity. Mm-hmm. You can be from any other country, but you, you, you really do need to be an American. And if we don't address that, yeah. I think that that is going to hurt us in the long run. You don't have to get rid of your culture. All those people came through Ellis Island years ago, but they changed their name. Yeah. Um, they became Americans first, but you can still go to New York yeah. and see the um, the German towns or the Italian. They maintain Chinatown. Chinatown. Yeah. They maintain their culture, yeah. even though they were Americans. And I think we need to kind of get some of that back. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, that, that's that solidarity and unity, mm-hmm. indivisible, right. with liberty under. I mean. The, and you can't you can't really accomplish a goal if people don't have a certain level of buy-in. Like, it's disjointed. It'll yeah, become disjointed. It will become disjointed. Yeah. You can't really have an America first mentality, but everybody is not really American. They just kind of live here. Which is which is so poignant that you're you're saying that because his Trump's platform was make America great again. So it's it's almost the opposite of what he portrayed in in, in his initial uh, campaign back in 2016. Make America great, but you don't make a uh, make America great by separating by separatism. Yeah, you have to make everyone feel like they are Americans. And there's a it's clear that Trump was not talking to everybody. He was not talking. He's talking. That's to, so and true. the interesting part, and the interesting part to me, and Dave Chappelle kind of said it best in his stand-up show. Ninety percent of the people that follow him, at least from what I can see in his policies and the things he's he spouts, weren't the people that were going to benefit from what he was doing or saying anyway. I mean, he's a he's a billionaire. 
That is true. He's a billionaire. I mean, you, you, do you think that they were uh, pimped essentially? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't see where his policies and what he was doing benefit benefited a poor person in Appalachia. I don't yeah. see where. But that's that's a, a big uh, faction of the people who would follow him. And I can remember saying that to some of those people on Twitter, but little did I know that it would go to this um, level when they were threatening my life. Because I didn't buy into what they were saying about how great he was. But I remember saying that you guys are professing just a diehard loyalty to a man that wouldn't have even had lunch did with you, you tell, all. Did you also tell them they're going to have to go through me to get to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were threatening me pretty bad. I had some nights where I got a little bit afraid. But... Um, like if, if 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 any of those guys live in Ohio, like yeah. it, it may not end well for me. But um, I remember saying things like that to them that um, if they, if you know, before he was elected, Trump would have never been seen in his swanky Trump Tower having lunch with any of his followers. I mean, some that's of those vets are like rolling in wheelchairs. Like that's just not Trump's crowd. Yeah. And they fooled themselves, or he fooled them. It's charismatic. Into leader. believing yeah. that he was one of them. I mean, it, it just really boggles the mind. And I'm sure a lot of um, psychologists and psychiatrists um, going forward will study this. And this will probably be part of university classes, yeah, like a case, case study. study. Yeah. On um, he really was like a cult leader. He yeah. had the same trait yeah. to get people to follow him. A lot of gurus had mm -hmm. that. I say Oprah Winfrey had it. They just used their power for yeah, good. Right. And that's what that's the point is. There's a there's a place for it, and there, it can be great until you go over the edge. And he, and he has when people are unstable, yeah. unlike an Oprah, but she yeah. did have that power. She I mean, power, yeah. um, we always saw her from the standpoint of being a marketing genius sure. like whatever she said go by we bought it right. whatever show she told us to watch we watched it if she told us to vote for Obama we voted for it yeah. and so a lot of votes that went to Obama of yeah. course as African Americans um, you know they were gonna vote for sure. him anyway yeah. but she was able to get other cultures yeah. that may not have normally voted for him to well, open her, up their hearts and minds to him. She had power like yeah, that. Yeah, her, her message was empowerment across the board. Yeah. It didn't mean for certain people. Now, she did have a message somewhat of, hey, females come up. Females do better. Sure. African Americans do. Sure. But her message of empowerment was for everybody. She was, was a humanitarian. She was a humanitarian. But she had that same power. She did. That, but I'm, I'm just saying, she didn't use it in a way that was dysfunctional for it. No, 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 not at all. She used it in a positive way. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the trick for us is to A, recognize when we, a personality rises up that has that power and making sure that they are not using it to harm people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they have so much charis uh, charisma. Yeah. I think it is easy for you to oh, start explaining it away. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and before you know it, it's gone too far, and they broke into the Capitol and were trying to kidnap oh. people. I mean, it's really starting to unfold that they have planned, I'm chill to even say it, they have planned to take hostages. They showed yeah. that guy, he had zip ties. Yeah, yeah. You know, that you, that you handcuff people with. Now, it, just think about it. You know, one of my big phrases is, say it out loud. Right. I'm going to go to Washington, to D.C. As a CEO. As a CEO and go to take a senator or the vice president or the speaker of the house as hostage. Just say that out loud. People, Recognized what are we doing? by my colleagues, <laughs> by the, the teachers at my son's school. Everybody's got a at camera my church. at my church. I'm just going to walk up in there and take these people hostage. And I think that um, what I was saying before actually probably happened to more of them. I think some of them were just totally insane. I mean, yeah. let's just, when you, when you took the zip ties down there, you're insane. Uh, you're insane. Yeah. 
So that that was part of the crowd, but I think there were other people in the crowd that, and this is a psychological phenomena, that when groupthink kicked in, when all of that kind of amassed all of that energy before you know it, you were carried along and you rushed through the doors yeah. along with them, even though you may have had no intent to cause yeah, that harm. Yeah, en- that energy snowballs too. That group thing, it, it really does snowball. snowball. So the litmus test of saying it out loud kind of went out the window. <laughs> yeah, once you get oh, caught up in that whirlwind in, yeah. of, and egos get triggered, yeah. I'm going to put this on social media. They're going to see that I'm, quote, a badass, that I yeah. went into Nancy Pelosi's office and snatched and sat, her plaque off sat the wall. sat her desk. Federal case penitentiary. Under the jail. Under the jail. <laughs> so, but this is the sad thing about that. And I was saying that to this girl earlier, that um, they're not going to get that much time. They're I mean, not. I hate to say it, yeah. but that is just the um, issue of privilege in America. I mean, I hate to say that. That is a fact. It's true. It's you true. and I don't really do racial bias at all. Um, but we believe in calling the spade a spade, and that is a fact in society that um, they're going to get uh, a court date, they're going to get uh, 30 days, 90 days community service. And what we also aren't considering is that Trump's minions are everywhere, mm-hmm. including on the bench yeah. in the courts. And yeah, so nothing's going to happen to those yeah. people. I mean, if they would have been people of color and even white people have been coming forward and saying that and screaming that and crying foul on that, like, wait a minute. Well, let's if these have been people of color, black, Latino, American, Indian, gay. Um, it would have been about a 20 minute coup. They would have shot, the shot. shot the first 20 up yeah. front. And you know what we're going to do then. They we're going to run. Yeah. <laughs> They shot the first 20, and that, whether it was 200 or 1,000 or 10,000, the other 9,000 was run the other way. Yeah, That's all it takes with us. But the reality is there, there's, a, there's a difference in how it would have been handled, yeah. for sure. And there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a truth to that. And um, I hope that moving forward, we will be able to have these conversations. I think that's one of the... Um, problems in America today is that we haven't had the um, luxury of coming forward and discussing these kinds of issues because you will always be labeled a racist for even discussing um, certain things or it will always trigger an argument or trigger violence but you know, you can't address a problem unless you're willing to talk about it. Which really just means you have the wrong people discussing it. Because the yeah. people that you really need to discuss it have level minds and can see and have a perspective and can see both sides of it. And those are rarely the people that are in the discussion, at the discussion table. Bright, bright people who have the ability to discern both sides of a story and be objective about it. We just haven't had those people at the table. And I would hope that this would be a wake-up call for people that we do need to discuss um, racial bias. It's very real. We see it playing out everywhere in um, America, especially since Trump has been in office. It's always been here, but I think he gave them permission to be that way, whereas before it was considered um, a societal taboo. Yeah, but, um, to be racist. Well, to your to your earlier point, we are going to have to deal with it because, as we stated earlier in the discussion, the nation and the world is become race is becoming so blurred. You're going to have to deal with it. it yeah. it's, it's not like eighty percent of the country is Anglo-Saxon anymore. It's right. just not that way anymore. It's actually flipping more toward the other way, where eighty percent of the country is people of color. It's not, I don't know if it's quite there, but it's leaning more and more that way, and ultimately it's going to be that way. So yeah. you're going to have to deal with it. It's in your face. <laughs> well, and, and I'll say this too, um, and it may take uh, a couple of years, but it won't be as long as people think, in that um, the browning of America, the um, United States is becoming more immigrant, mm-hmm. more um, LGBTQ more diverse, more inclusive. And so 
that particular group that's still holding out, um, it's like I told that guy on Twitter the other day, the birth rates aren't going to sustain the GOP. And so if they don't wake up and become more inclusive and realize that this is just what America is, this is what the world is. Yes, when you go to countries um, like um, Abu Dhabi, like it's just diverse. It's everything there. Like That is what the world is becoming. Tokyo and major cities now around the world, um, there's, it's just diverse. It's diverse. Which is a good thing. It is a good thing. And so they just refuse to um, open up their minds to that like they're still holding on to the way that it used to be and um, it's just not that way anymore and so in a minute it won't be that big of an issue because diversity will be everywhere and I said that to this guy the other day diversity is the enemy of the GOP it is and it's it's a shame because there's greatness in diversity one of our favorite places to go in the world one of our favorite cities to go in go to in the world, Chicago, yeah. is has all is and always has been more diverse. I can recall when we first started going, mm-hmm. we would hear people speaking all different languages. French, throughout French Russian, everything. everything. Yeah. And that was appealing. It was it was nice to to hear all different kind of people just getting along and 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 living in a world where nobody's thinking about race or ethnicity or anything like that. There was beauty in that. There was. Yeah. And, you know, that's what America is. That's what yeah. we've always been. And now they're trying to they're trying to stamp that out. Like we've always been a nation of diversity. And now they're coming forward and they're just like, no, all because of Trump. The land of the free. Yeah. And so bottom line is he should have never gotten into power. And we're going to have to do better as a society about recognizing, like, okay, wait a minute. So uh, Facebook and Twitter finally moved to stop him yeah. a day late and a dollar short. The man has 11 days left yeah. in office, and now all of a sudden you're going to block him. Yeah. Um, he should have been blocked. And that's not even a GOP or Democrat society. Comment. society that, that's, that's, yeah. just, that's just a who he is thing. That's like, if he were a, Democrat, a Democratic president acting like that this, we would say the same thing. Yeah, we're going to have to do better. Like, yeah. I'm looking at Elon Musk, and um, he is on a podcast uh, smoking weed, and he's got shareholders and uh, government contracts worth multi-millions of... I'm like, that man is a nut. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody with mental illness. He needs to be monitored, and he needs to get help. I think that he is one of those personalities, just like Trump. Yeah. He's amassed an incredible following. I mean, literally, those people will jump off of bridges for him. It's really scary. Like, when you encounter them on Twitter, you say something about my Tesla won't start, I mean, they're going to shut you down. Well, the scary part about that is the more they do that and the bigger they get, the more it emboldens them. That's right. And that's what like happened with anything. Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I can do. Well, the it, more power we the gave more power him. We gave, well, it, it was it was on display in his first when he first campaigned in 2016. And this is this was is like you said, people tend to give you give you little hints on who they are. When he said during the campaign, I could go out on, on uh, in New York on the streets of New York and punch someone in the face and still get elected pre- uh, elected president. And he was, kind of was, elected president. That was a hint right there. But the, the fact joke that he was, he didn't say, say punch in the face. He said, I can shoot him. He, that's right. He said, yeah, I can he shoot, said I can shoot someone. Yeah, that's right. You're we right. We totally good, good missed catch. it. Yeah. Good catch. And yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to be real careful about. Just say that out loud. The, yeah. the incoming president of the United States talking about talked shooting about shooting someone. someone in the face. And so we start, like I said, that's that woman and that relationship, relationship with that abusive. man that's about to beat her brains out. She choked She's the cat. the signs, she choked, choked the her cat. cat. Yeah. You know, he got a little upset and he pushed her up against the wall and then he's like, baby, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so we just keep explaining that away and explaining yeah. that away and it just keeps escalating. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, like I Sad said, Elon Musk is trying to put people um, on another planet. He wants to ha- he wants to start that. Um, I think next the next year. Yeah. 
um, someone's going to get hurt. That man <laughs> needs to be um, reined in. Maybe he is genius and all of that, but we need to keep an eye on him. You don't just let these people go unfettered sure. in society. And, and just a disclaimer here, we are segregating nuts from people who are have a mental disability. Sure. Mental, uh, right. Issue. Yeah. Nuts is something totally different. There are people with mental disease that are less capable of, of uh, controlling it. We, we have uh, ways for them to try to get better. We pray for them. But people like Elon Musk, that is a nut. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be disrespectful right, of right. people that have mental health issues, right. but he, he needs to get help. Yeah, yeah. And he needs to be monitored. Yeah, and people think they love it, the fact that he smoked weed on the podcast. He just does some really bizarre things. Yeah. And I'm like, and this man is getting multi-millions in contract money um, of our tax dollars, yeah. and he is trying to colonize Mars. Now, it's one thing to be a visionary. But it's one thing when you are so far beyond what is possible. I mean, when Christopher Columbus wanted to go to the New World, all he needed was a boat, right? right? And people were saying, oh, he's crazy. And he's like, hey, all I need is a boat that won't fall apart. This guy? He did kind of get lost, but... That's another story. But Elon Musk, this guy, like that is such a huge undertaking. Um, I can see him even saying, in my lifetime, I'm going to lay the groundwork for this to be possible, you know, 50, 100 years from now. But to say, I'm going to start doing this with a timeline, he's not playing with a full deck. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And people just aren't standing up. And saying, there's no water on that planet. There's no air. How are we going to live there? How are you going to transport all of these people when a rocket can only take so many at a time? You're talking about dozens of years just to get the people there. Yeah. yeah. People are, people tend to be, the other thing that's affecting that is people are intrigued by technology and technological advancement. So they, and the people who are caught up in the fairy dust of Elon Musk, and they're caught up in the technological advancement fairy dust, they're going to think, oh, this is great, without without seeing the end game. Without, without, without using seeing deductive the, reasoning yeah, and yeah. logic. Air, kind of the air and water thing on the... Right. Kinda, that's kind of... <laughs> and, and, and just, how are you going to get them there? Yeah, how are you like... You know, how are you going to build a government? Like, how are you, you, you're so far away from that. I would never say that it could never be possible um, because it is those kinds of minds that have changed the sure. changed humanity for good. But we're so far away from that right now. Um, I really think someone's going to get hurt. When we try to put civilians in space, the last time we tried it, correct? They yeah. all died. They did, yeah. And so... Yeah. Um, I would say that that would be the first place to start with just a few just before a few. you start with these plans and get all these people on board. And um, the unfortunate thing is that people can't just have a wait and see attitude. Like they have literally elevated him to the point of being godlike. Sure. And that's very dangerous because what happens is when people see you that way, when you say, I'm going to put people on Mars they're going to believe you because we've let you go so far unchecked to where you're elevated so high with so much power. It's like Trump when he said, go and take that capital. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's, that's what we're, that's what you and I are about. We can start out talking about the white house and end up in, <laughs> in the galaxies. That's how we talking do it. Talking about Tesla. He makes a fly car though. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. Um, well, I am genius, not anti-Tesla well, at all. Genius is usually somewhere within madness. Crazy. Yeah, madness. Yes. That's that's the cra- that's kind of the crazy part about it. Is genius is in there, but it's genius gone wild. That's, we need to have a checks and, yeah, balances, checks and balances for these people because Tesla and Trump, they're not the last one. There's one in the playpen right now, rocking on yeah, the side, yeah. trying to figure out. Yeah. As soon as his mother turns his back, I'm out this crib, I'm out the door, I'm down the street in the yeah. diaper. Like there is one. There is one just waiting to emerge yeah. um, right now. Yeah. So 
All right, we'll wrap it up. Um, hopefully, this was the last event that we'll ever see in um, our lifetime where um, we have this level of mania surrounding one person and that they would be able to do this level of damage to the fabric of our society. And I think it's gonna be a minute before we recover. I think it's gonna be a minute before Biden can um, go around the world to all these leaders and establish who we were. Like we are like the joke, like wait a minute, your own people tried to kill you. Yeah, Um, say it out loud. Say it out loud, like who is gonna respect that? I mean, this is just like third world. Yeah, it's going to be a huge job for him to uh, restore the honor that the uh, U.S. has had historically. But I think the starting point is to have someone like Biden, whether you agree with his policies or not. He seems to be a man of character. So it starts there. And, you know, back when Trump was elected the first time, that was my big question about him, the character thing. I, I, I thought he had the tools to lead the country in a way that might be beneficial if the character issues were ignored. Yes. I couldn't ignore the character issues, but I right. thought he had the tools. Well, as it turns out, we didn't see much of the tools. We saw way more of the dysfunction than we ever expected. And he, and he led other people to do the dysfunctional things that a dysfunctional leader would lead you to do. And he ruled by fear, and yeah. that's how he got so much power, because yep. there were people right inside with him and they were afraid to come forward and tell um, what was going on. Now they're coming forward and they say all he does is watch TV all day. They say he just watches the news like the whole day. Things that we never knew now that there's only 11 days left and now that they are trying to disassociate themselves from him and save their careers. It's just like, wait a minute, you work for an insurgent? (laughs) So now they're coming forward like, you know what, my hands are clean. He watched TV all day. Yeah, they say he wouldn't uh, read the read and the, he didn't read the, the reports and yeah. Wow, yeah. you wow. know what? And I um, I'm always tweeting. People will hear me refer to my tweets, but um, I had tweeted out yesterday, I think, it may have been this morning, that we need to change the way elections are done. Mm-hmm. We need to have minimum criteria, like all of this. I'm gonna run because I have money. That's bullshit. Like I'm yeah. just gonna be honest with you. Um, They need to give each candidate a maximum amount of money, and it needs to be a small amount, right? All of this, I'm going to vote for a man because he came through my town on a train? Ridiculous. He came back and he touched my baby? Ridiculous. (laughs) Everybody's got the same amount of money. And they just need to figure it out because that way we can focus on the best candidate. You also need to have some political experience. You should never be able to walk off the street and now be president. I couldn't just show up tomorrow and start doing your job. I would love to think I was that bright, but I couldn't. Your company is going to suffer. And so somehow we figured that the most important job in the world needed zero experience. What kind of mess? So that needs to be a criteria, and we also need to have an IQ test. Yeah. Like a president should be... Should be smart. He should be smart. Should be smart. You know, and we need to start weeding um, these people out that are just like, I got enough money, and I'm just going to wear people down with my ads. Yeah. I'm going to run an ad every second in their town. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run a scare tactic. Uh, because I have the money to do that. And it becomes an exposure. It becomes an exposure. Thing That's it. So we don't know who the best that. person is or That's not true. because you ran so many ads, we couldn't see nobody else. Right. So That's a good point. That's, That's my two point. cents about it. All right. Prayers for our nation, everybody. We'll be back. Yeah. Thanks for listening. It means so much to me that you would take time out of your busy day and spend it with me. I consider it a privilege and it's not something that I take lightly. Please share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Uh, Don't forget to connect with me on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Like and share, and please comment. Please leave your feedback. Please get in on these conversations. It is the highlight of my life to 
be able to use my words, to use my voice, to get people to think about their lives differently. And ladies, please don't forget, stop by my website, tanyalampley.com. There's a pop-up there so that you can get on the list to be notified when my next book comes out. It's titled Bad Men. And um, it's a book that I hope will inspire and empower women to take back their control when it comes to relationships. We've been doing the most when it comes to these men. And it's my goal to actually share a word that will help women begin to turn the tide and stop some of this abuse. We've been taking far too much for far too long. And so leave your email address and um, I'll send you out a note as soon as that is available. And um, thank you so much, guys. It is really my pleasure.